Hey everyone, this is Dane, your host and producer from Diceology. Just wanted to jump ahead of the episodes in this arc and give a quick content warning. So, just a heads up, this story and game is going to be dealing with a fascist colonial regime from the perspective of people working on the inside. We played these characters knowing full well that we were portraying morally compromised characters committing evil acts. And that can be rough for some folks. We understand. I don't want to drive anyone from these episodes. I'm very proud of them. And we worked really hard to make relatable characters. But like I said, they are morally compromised. We think it's important to explore the fact that even those who do evil are still human. And how that can both give us hope for redemption and force us to acknowledge how scary and real evil is in our own world. Again, if that doesn't sound like your jam right now, we completely understand and hope you come back later when you're ready for those episodes. If not, this arc is only two episodes long, so we'll see you soon for the next one. If, on the other hand, this is your first ever Diceology episode you're listening to and it just sounds a little heavy, I'd suggest that you try our other arcs, The Fixers for Comedic Adventures or Lady Blackbird for a more emotional, in-depth story. But no matter what, please take care of yourselves and thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. Year of the New Empire 792. Commander Cumulus Summers. I write to inform you of the status of your promotion and to grant you your first mission in said role. I also write to remind you of the weight of said responsibility. First, in regard to your promotional status, it has been granted on probationary grounds. Congratulations, Interim Captain Cumulus Summers. I hope you serve your adopted home and the HMS Hand of Sorrow well. Your advancement to the status of full captain will be weighed upon the completion of your first mission, barring extreme circumstances, of course. Your mission, Captain, is simple. You are to take your dreadnought across the system far from our capital and palace to our most recent New Empire colony to hold Moon 17 and safeguard it from any enemy, military or paramilitary forces. You will have the Hand of Sorrow's crew at your disposal. Most are long-standing and experienced members of the New Empire's military. I will go over some officers of note here. To begin with, you will have Basil, the leader of the Aces, and he has served under the two previous captains of the Hand of Sorrow, myself included. He is experienced, but from our correspondences, appears to be growing more emotionally invested, for better or worse. The lead engineer on the ship is Talon. I know that you are more than well acquainted with her. She saved you from execution on your home world, and I wager she may save you again. Her son will be joining you as well. I know little of the boy other than that he is a prodigy in both medicine and bloodletting magic. More specifically, he is a dream blood, one that from my understanding surpasses my daughter and her former teacher in talent. Captain Summers, I regret that I cannot be there to guide your first days commanding the Hand of Sorrow as I did for your predecessor. My current familial situation requires that I return to Palace. But if I may present you with one piece of advice, let it be this. The Runus system, for all its planets and moons, for all the jump gates and powerful interests, is really just people. It is not the solar winds you should fear, or some ancient technology from the old empire, not the magic of the blooded, no, not even the military might of the faith or the corporate alliance who oppose us. No, what you should fear is people, what they can do, what they might inspire, and you should fear your own people most of all. 
a ship destroyed from within saves nobody, and you are tasked not only with the safety of the 300 crew members under your command, but with the lives of the hundreds of thousands of colonials on Hold Moon 17. Serve us well. Again, I send my most sincere congratulations and well wishes. Signed, Lord Hazel Blackbird. Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. I'm your host, and you know what? I'm not a GM tonight. I'm normally a GM, so I almost got that wrong. But I'm Dane, and to my right... Uh, I'm Will. You may recognize me from some other uh, episodes on this podcast. Um, But when I'm not on this podcast, I do a little improv comedy in Boulder, Colorado, if that's... If you're anywhere near there on Friday nights, you can come check out a live show. I say this because to the right of me are some people who are also on that team. Uh, I'm Avery Phillips. I am also on the right team with Will. Definitely come check us out. Hail 270, 8.30 p.m. And I am Haley Ray Rose, and it costs $3. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Avery and Haley for being our first guests. Um, We're really excited to have you. Um, And tonight we are going to be playing Kingdom by Ben Robbins. Um, Kingdom is a fantastic game that he developed back in 2013. Um, I don't know if he's done any updates for it, but I'll read his spiel at the beginning. Kingdoms are all around us. Groups are stronger than individuals. In a kingdom, we can work together to do great things, but we may not agree on what path our kingdom should take or what it should stand for. Can your vision of the kingdom work with mine? Can everybody get what they want? Because if you're part of the kingdom, that it makes demands on you too. You're pressured to do what it thinks is right. The question is, do you change the kingdom or does the kingdom change you? We make our kingdom together. A kingdom is a ter- game is the game term for the community or organization that is the focus of our game. Any kind of community works and we'll decide what kind of kingdom we want to play together. Our kingdom could be a frontier town in the Old West, a colony ship crawling towards a di- distant star, or the teachers and students of Sunnybrook Elementary School. Each of us will play a character who is part of the kingdom. The kingdom is what ties our characters together. It's at the center of all of our lives. And we will watch it burn. The game is about seeing what happens to the kingdom and its people in it. How the characters change the kingdom and how it changes them. As players, we all have equal authority to influence the game. It's up to each of us to push the kingdom in directions we find interesting. What will our kingdom do? What will it become? Will it burn or flourish? Will it stay true to its ideals our ideals, or will it become some twisted shadow of our dreams? The kingdom's fate is in our hands. So, we have done a little bit of legwork, because you probably don't want to sit here for 20 minutes while we semi-silently build characters and a kingdom together. So today, um, our kingdom will be the HMS Hand of Sorrow. Halfway across the system, far from the safety of their homeworld palace, the new imperial dreadnought Hand of Sorrow proudly flies His Majesty's flag in defense of the Empire. A massive battleship who has had few equals when it was built nearly 70 years ago. And while it still holds power, it requires a masterful hand to guide it. Whose hand that will be is currently unknown as the Hand of Sorrow is without a proper captain. The interim captain, Cumulus Summers, is doing her best, but her inexperience shows. 
The Hand of Sorrow faces dangers from without and within. Enemies of the Crown encroach further into New Empire space with every passing cycle, and a lone ship is very much on her own against enemies. The Hand of Sorrow has been set to defend Hold Moon 17, a colony of the New Empire, from all external threats. Foes of the New Empire are not scarce, the, from the corporate alliance to the faith to yet unknown foes lurking between the stars. However, an even greater danger lurks aboard the Dreadnought. Fraught leadership and the aging ship itself both could lead to mutiny, or worse, a ship dead in the sky. The kingdom is our ship, its officers and crew, about 300 hands all told. So, we have a couple of threats. Um, we are stationed on the border of a Cold War that could go hot. And after many leagues and battles, the Hand of Sorrow is worse for wear. She's overdue for dry dock repairs. And why don't we start with Haley and go all the way down, introducing our characters? Does that sound good? Yeah, perfect. Um, just could you name uh, what role you have, etc. And for listeners, if you're not quite following everything that's happening, don't worry, we're learning with you. <laughs> Alright, so I am Cumulus Summers. I am the interim captain little bit of a loose cannon because I originally am from the homeworld of Tristful, which as you may know, there are some outlandish, outlawish activities <laughs> going on. I come up from a family of outlaws and cowboys, if you will, so um, being in a position of power and having complete, complete authoritative control has uh, driven me to push this new empire into an age where we will grow to glory and power, just as the old empire once did. Uh, I am Talon, and I am the ship's engineer. I rescued intern Captain Summers when she was going to be executed as an outlaw, and we're now aboard the same ship working together to push the empire forward. I enjoy my work. I'm very introverted, very driven, but sometimes under pressure I do find myself to get a little shaky. But can you blame me? There's so much at stake. <laughs> um, and to Talon's left uh, is her loyal son, me, um, Gunther, but I go by my nickname Gummy. Uh, and I am uh, a young lad of only, I would say, 13 years old. Um, but I am blooded, so I am a magic user, a master of mystical arts that allow me to heal. So I am currently serving in the role of surgeon on the ship, and I run the sick bay. My role is sort of a touchstone. I am friends or companions with a lot of people on the ship, and I, I sort of reflect uh, and feel the way that they feel. <clears throat> um, and I will be playing Basil, um, who is the captain of aces on HMS Hand of Sorrow. So... My job is to jump in a small starfighter and go blow things up with all the other people who want to jump in starfighters and blow things up. Um, but uh, I have a concern that the Empire might be growing too much, too fast, and that will it'll end up sort of burning out for the greater good. Um, and I would rather see it flourish forever. Um... You can often find me in the hangar bay or the bridge, um, and I'm a perspective, um, so I have kind of a, a sense of how things are going to go, and so that's who we will be playing tonight. 
The basic way this game works is we as a, as a collective um, will start performing scenes built around a conflict that is upcom uh, coming up on the kingdom, and we each have different roles. Cumulus is the only one who can make a final decision. Um, That's right. But both Talon <laughs> and Basil can predict the outcomes of said decision, and Will will be the person Gummy. who... Gummy. Sorry. <laughs> Gummy will be the person who lets us know how the kingdom as a whole feels about our choices. If you guys are ready, we can just kind of jump right in by deciding what our first um, crossroad is going to be. Sure. Yeah. Does that sound good? Okay, so um, we've got prepped um, four different options um, for crossroads. We're not going to do all of them, but um, unless we go wicked fast, which would be crazy. Um, our options are delay returning to ground for repairs and fix them ourselves. Lash Ace Olive for missing patrol. Regulations demand it, but she was exhausted from working around the clock to mend her damaged one-person fighter. Do we cut the crew's ration of drink? Or word comes through that a force of Corporate Alliance frigates are coming through the jump gate to take Hold Moon 17. Do we face them head-on? So each of these is framed as essentially a yes or no question, and the, all the scenes will be framed around what we think we should be doing. I think um, one one thing that could uh, bring us all in is the Ace Olive who missed their patrol. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that fits in sort of your captain of the aces. Mm -hmm. If she's so exhausted, maybe I did something as a surgeon. Repairs is in your expertise, and the captain sort of oversees the lashings. Yeah. The lashings of the ship. Good for us. <laughs> um, does that sound what we're, sound like what we're gonna do? Yeah. Okay. So in front of us, we essentially have uh, three cards, and whenever we uh, play a scene... Just... <laughs> what, yeah. is, what is lashing? Yeah. I've kind of wondered oh. that, too. Uh, whipping. Yeah, whipping. Lashing. Is it actually whipping, or is it more just like a dressing down? Well, like it's being... like a type of whip that has... It's like an electrical it. stun whip. It's yeah. painful, but it won't leave scars. It's like a lightsaber of a whip. Yeah. That's a bit you brutal. Know? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Were you at like... the lashing today? Did you see the... <laughs> Did you see the lashing in the hangar bay? So we have to decide whether or not we are going to punish Ace Olive for said crime. So during your turn, the way it's going to work is you'll frame a scene um, in a location and you'll say which characters are, are in said scene with you. And at the end of that scene, um, the person who set the scene, whose turn it is, will decide whether or not progress was made towards a decision. And in which case they'll check a box on the crossroad card, um, whether or not it just brings the kingdom close to ruin and they'll check the crisis or if they feel like nothing got done you can check time passes and because each of us has a role power perspective or touchstone we all have different quote-unquote abilities that will come up in play the best way to learn a game is to play it in my opinion um so i'll go first um just to demonstrate and i think i want Will to be in this scene in particular. Once again, it's gummy. It's gummy. I want it's gummy. gummy. Basil. Basil wants gummy to be in this scene. Did I move my character? I have... Yeah, you put yep, that over. I, yeah. I'm gonna need that. So I have a bond with gummy. That is, I let gummy do whatever he wants. So I think we start by getting this large opening shot of a green planet circling a. Um, a gas giant. So I guess it's a moon. My bad. And a shadow crosses the um, the screen, and we see the HMS Hand of Sorrow, which is this black metal monstrosity, football fields and football fields long, and it's covered in this gold gilding. Like 
maybe we could describe it as like what if a star destroyer from star wars was built in the um, baroque era of architecture so it's just overwrought gold filigree across it and we look inside um through a, a porthole to the medical bay or the sick bay which is where gummy hangs out um and i think gummy has Gummy, what do you want today? What is the thing that Gummy wants I'm, Basil to bring I'm him? Well, I'm trying to see if Basil wants to do any of the um, med- <laughs> medicines that we have in the sick bay. Wait, do any of the medicines? Yeah, just you do You want to get high. <laughs> well, I can't get high right now because I'm on the job, and I would never do that at 13. Um, I would get in trouble, but I just want to see. I just want to see if Basil wants to do any. I'm always testing him. Gummy, you want me. You haven't told me what any of these pills do. This stuff is pretty crazy. That's all I know. That turquoise one makes me very nervous. Why is it fidgety like that? The turquoise one, um, I, you know, I gotta be honest, I don't really know what it does. Why is it vibrating? um, I think it has something to do where if you're very still, it will make you vibrate. So I think it, and by that I mean it jumpstarts your heart if you go into cardiac arrest. So maybe don't, don't take that one if you have a normal heartbeat. I think my heartbeat's fine. Do you have anything to wake anybody up? Um... Let's see. I'm rummaging. Oh, I'm rummaging through things, like throwing drawers. Normally, Gummy's very organized. I want to stress that, but right mm-hmm. now he's just a little out of sorts. Um, and so he <clears throat> he pulls out um, a couple of uh, sort of uh, Nutri Cubes, which are like gelatinous, like um, meal supplement things. And Gross. he's like, maybe just give them this, and that that'll be enough. That sort of is like a day's worth of energy. Yeah, right yeah, there yeah. In but- a cube. It doesn't help Olive look particularly awake, does it? Well, I mean... She's got to go in front of the captain later. Well, the best thing that can help is just actual sleep. Uh, That's probably what I would prescribe. Well, it's your mother's fault. What? Well, I will defend my mother to the death, so how (laughs) dare you, Basil? She should have fixed the ship. Well... Olive does not deserve a lashing. Do you have any idea how much is going on in this ship at all hours? I yeah. I mean, it's, it's... I'm amazed if my mom comes home at all to our shared cabin. I mean, she she's working round the clock. I'm the one who... I should be giving her Nutri-Cubes right now. Look, anything you can do for Olive to get her up and at him? All right, I'll, I'll go see her and, and maybe I can use some sort of... Some sort of blooded touch to uh, try and ease the strain and exertion. Great, because if she gets lashed, lashed... Well, I'm the one who's going to have to deal with it if she gets lashed. Yeah, you're going to be the one to deal with it, and all the aces are going to go on strike, and you know it. Don't worry, it's just first-degree burns. It's really... It's not that bad. It's... And I think with that, Basil, like, leaves the leaves the sick bag. <laughs> so, um, I, as perspective, I made a prediction. If we decide to, or more accurately, if the captain decides... Um, that Olive needs to get punishment, the aces are going to go on strike. So, um, should we go to the right, or let Will go and then all around? What should we do? You want me to do another scene? Uh, it, I think it's either, it's either your turn or um, Haley's turn. And we just talk about the current situation. We talk about the crossroads that we're at. Yeah, it, or you can say, set any scene you'd like, honestly. I set mine around trying to just basically establish a little bit about what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. Um, And I checked one box towards um, the crossroads um, finishing. And when that finishes, power needs to make a decision. I see. I think it'd be best for you to go because my, I don't think my captain character has 
had any interface with what's happening. True, That's true. It sounds, true. Like. it sounds like as soon as I come into play, it's, it's go time. Down. Okay, I think at first I go to my aft cabins, but I notice my mother Talon is nowhere to be found. So I decide, like a good son, I make up a tray of snacks and teas and I bring it down to the engine room. Um, what, do you, what does the engine room look like for you? Well, the engine room is huge. This ship truly is magnificent, and I really love my work. But I do work insanely long hours, and the amount of tasks I have to do in a day are incredibly long and very exhaustive. So I'm very appreciative when I get a Nutri-Cube unexpectedly. <laughs> Nutri-Cube is like emergency rations. <laughs> I think it's a, I've actually made some food. Oh gosh. Well, I love a BLT. Okay. <laughs> like Gummy's famous BLTs. Yeah. I, uh, I'm in this dark, very, very vast room with a very low ceiling. And I have across my chest multiple tool belts, but the tools are shaped so uniquely. Nothing like you would find in a typical garage like you would think of in real life. My tools are black and they're very intricate and they have moving pieces because the ship itself is actually so intricate and I'm very specially trained for what I do. Um, there are a couple of lanterns, but they're not real fire. And mm. the pipes themselves are all about like the diameter of a glass. Mom, it's kind of steamy in here. There's a lot of steam. I know, but it's so nice of you <laughs> to bring me this BLT. Very scratchy, Mom. I, you, I hope you enjoy the BLT. I, I'm off the clock, and I think you should be too. How's that Ace Olivia doing? Oh, it's it's Olive. Olive, it's gosh. Olive, Chief Engineer oh, Talon. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I mean, she's just as tired as you seem to be. I keep telling you, you need to get more sleep. I know we all do. Yep. Empire's working yeah. us. I mean, you'll come back to our cabin, and you'll put on the government programming on our telescreen, and then you'll just zonk out on the couch. You don't even go to bed. Well, yeah, and I feel it in my neck. <laughs> Especially with these low ceilings. I bet Talon's head is always, like, hunched. Yeah, but I love my work, and truly, I feel so bad for that, that girl. I know they're going to make a big decision about if she deserves a lashing or not, and she did put in a work request on her ship, but there was also a blown gas stick in the steam room that I had to take care of. That's all techno babble to me. I, I leave that in your, in your hands. I'm going to go see her, though. I'll, I'll see before you know my, my shift's over. Maybe I'll, I'll go talk to her and see if there's anything I can do before she has to go in front of the captain. I'm getting nervous because I just know that if she doesn't get a lashing, then all of these workers are going to know that they can take time off, and I'm worried that the Empire won't be as effective. And we can't afford that on this ship. <coughs> uh... But I don't want that girl to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just off throw in, um, we don't have to specifically play our main characters unless it's our scene. Okay. So if you want to have Olive in a scene, um, Will, if you uh-huh. want to go continue your scene by going off to find Olive, totally reasonable oh, thing to do. Okay. And you can, and someone can pick up Olive. Just wanted to make sure everyone was aware. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. I think maybe I'll go to, uh, I'll go see Olive really quick, real quick. Um, she's probably asleep. Is she in her quarters? I think so, I go, not. I make house calls. 
Gummy makes house calls. Um, he's he's wearing a lab coat that is too long. Him, so it sort of trails a little bit. And he's got his bag, and so he knocks on the door. And then, I, do you think they're sliding doors, or do you yeah, think they they're slide. like... they slide. Of course they slide. Yeah. Of course they slide. Yeah. <laughs> of course they slide. <clears throat> she opens up. I bet she looks exhausted. She's rubbing her eyes. Yeah. And I try, and this is the first time. I, I usually don't do it all the time, because sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm going to do some sort of blooded ritual to sort of ease your strain. Um, and I think I just sort of place my hand on her temples and sort of try and will the fatigue away. Gummy the fatigue away? <laughs> yes, I gummy the fatigue away. You gummy away. the fatigue away? And I'm like, so do you feel like your fatigue has been gummied? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel a little, I feel a little <laughs> bit better. Great. Uh, you should probably feel a lot better because uh, the captain's going to tear you a new one. Uh, yeah, I, I know. That's, uh, it, it's less about uh, you know, my exhaustion at this point as it is my uh, fear. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's keeping you from sleeping. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you. Also, unfortunately, even though I'm sort of, you know, one of you all, I don't really feel bad for you, Olive, because uh, as my mom raised me, Sort of, everyone's got to do their part around here, and I didn't get to be the 13-year-old head surgeon of the Hand of Sorrow without making a couple sacrifices. Well, and you'll never be the 13, 18, or 20-year-old one out in the <gasps> fighter pilot gummy. Wow. You simply don't have the hand-eye coordination that we are bred with I think as aces. <laughs> Olive and gummy stare at each other uncomfortably. <laughs> and he's like, I'm leaving you a neutral cube. I suggest you eat it. <laughs> Okay, um, is that the end of your scene? Yes, I think so. So, what do you think you checked there? Um, on here or up you here? Could, you could pick any of them. So if I if I click if I do time passes, that um, means you don't think you pushed any closer towards a resolution um, necessarily. I think I think time does pass mm -hmm. um, because we've sort of established on both sides what will happen if. Uh, Ace Olive gets lashed, and mm -hmm. what what message it will send if she doesn't. Cool. So additionally, go ahead, go ahead and okay. check that box. You're a touchstone. So on your turn, you can also check or uncheck a crisis box if you feel like the kingdom as a whole is calmed down or is starting to like escalate tension. Okay. So that's a thing you can do if you'd like. Okay, I don't think uh, tension is... Well, I guess, you know, tension has escalated, <laughs> yeah. Because it's all, it's all coming up to this moment where I, I can feel on both sides people being like, something's going to break when this news comes out. All right, so it is Talon's turn. Or you mean... Oh, it is. No, yeah, it's sorry, Talon's, sorry, yeah, it's that's Talon's my bad, yeah. Okay, great. So I can say... So I, in my mind, mm -hmm. I'm feeling... Valid that I didn't get to all of shit because I truly am working like 16 to 20 hour days fidgeting the depths of the MMS Hand of Sorrow. And do you have a ton of, do you have a lot, are you understaffed basically? Do you not have enough sub engineers? I think that I don't have enough sub engineers and also the ship is so intricate that there are certain tasks that. Only I, as the ship's engineer, I'm a specialist in it. Gotcha. So I have to do it. So tasks like fixing an ace's ship, I had to dole out to an ace because I could trust that she knew her ship. Right. But also, 
I feel like I need to have a meeting with Captain Summers because a lot of what happened to Olive is because I didn't get to fixing her ship. <laughs> so I think I go up to, is it the bridge? I'm going to go up to the bridge. Can Basil be there? Yeah. Because you're talking about, this is my person. Yes, you should. They need representation in mm-hmm. this meeting. Yes. Gummy's watching a movie. <laughs> At home. Um, do I get to describe the bridge? Yeah, why not? Sweet. So, uh, Talon's going to come up and what essentially is going to happen when you go from the lower levels up into the bridge, you kind of come right into the middle. And it's this huge, long, rectangular. It's just as long as the ship itself is. And there's windows on both sides. So there's all these officers at their stations looking. And in one window, the window the ship's facing, you see this beautiful green moon with like a giant, gas giant background. But the other window, which myself, Captain Summers, is preoccupied with and um, staring intently out of, is the one that is facing directly at the portal. The, the gateway, um, mm-hmm. because you know a threat can come in at any time. Yeah. So do you get that? Does does Talon get there first? I think so. Okay. I'll barge in when I'm ready. Okay. Captain Summers. Yep. I have something I need to talk to you about. Please. Please look at me and not the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but then make it brief. Okay. Very quickly, I knew about Ace Olive's ship damage, and I delegated to her fixing her own ship, and that is why she was too tired to report at the time she was supposed to for patrols. I understand, Talon. You're an amazing engineer, and you are no one's personal engineer. Your duties are to the ship and to the ship alone. In that way, you represent all of us instead of the individual. I understand that, but I just can't help that that young girl is going to give a lashing because she needed engineering assistance and I was too busy for it. Well, she would not have needed engineering assistance if she did not get herself and her ship in a predicament. And this ship would have gone down if she hadn't taken that shot. Oh. So. That's Basil. Just yeah, like Basil. So I didn't, I didn't take the moment to describe Basil, which I feel bad about. Um, I'm imagining... Kind of a tall, um, tall man with like, mm, oh, like like um, long auburn hair, like pulled back um, in like a ponytail, and like kind of a big scruffy beard. He kind of has like a piratey thing going on. He probably looks a little. Mm, his uniform's like loose, um, not to regulation, because um, we're aces and we have to look. And he's kind of probably got like silver in his hair at this point. Um, probably doesn't fly as much as he used to and so he's just like don't don't throw us under the bus this whole ship will go down before you know it well listen here uh basil um basil basil uh thank you captain this is this is the deal you guys have to work out there as a team all right and we do and i come and i know I come from a place of the individual, where the individual is praised, and where the individual flourishes, and that is not a society that I'm raising, that that the new empire will be raising into this new world, all right? Moon 17 doesn't 
need individual heroes. They need a team. And a team is only as strong as its weakest link. Olive, yes. Not Olive. Basil? Look, all I'm saying is Talon here is overworked. Not enough engineers to cover the things that they can cover so that she can focus on what she specialized in. Now, who's the one who doesn't want to pick go go on down, take a day to pick up some new crew? Well, you see, we here need to protect this safe portal, and I agree that Talon is overworked, and I, I notice that you and your flying days are limited, so... You know, if you're so worried about the engineers and, and Talon's, Talon's uh, a time commitment here, maybe you can start specializing in some of the duties required to maintain the ship afloat. You know that lashing Olive isn't the answer, Captain. I'm not answering a question. I'm sending a signal. And what's the signal? Talon, what, what do you what do you want? Well, gosh, I'm just... <laughs> Still BLT, man. <laughs> yeah, I take a bite of my sandwich. Mouthful, I say, gosh, I just want to interject that if Basil and I team up... Basil, excuse me. <laughs> Basil, so sorry. It's going to take at least six moon cycles to train him. Six. Six. I'm... I'm telling you, this ship, she's a beaut. She's complicated. I know her inside and out. Bang on the wall. (laughs) Please don't touch that. (laughs) I know her inside and out, and I think that if we were going to specialize anyone, what we need to do is specialize the aces to repair their own ships and give them time to do that. They're never going to do that if you hurt her. So I'm going to make a prediction. If no, if we pick no... We don't lash. Don't lash. All of the aces will be responsible for their ships. But isn't that what Olive had to do and then she didn't? Or she was, like, working on it and then she was too tired to go on patrol? Yeah, she missed her patrol because she was too... She slept through it. Uh Uh-huh. Because nobody fixed her ship for her, so she had to do it all the whole time. Uh Uh-huh. So if we don't lash her, the aces are going to be responsible for their ships. Officially. Officially. And time will be carved out for them. To do that, to do the maintenance they need to. Well, at least they won't be punished if they do. If they do that. <laughs> but that might mean, on the flip side, that their ships will fall into more disrepair. Mm. Fair. Mm. Or that they'll have less time for their patrol? patrols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are our number one. And we're at a cold war that's about to turn hot. Is that really what you want us to be doing? I want to. I want to talk to Gummy. So Gummy's watching. Gummy to bridge. Gummy to bridge. (laughs) Someone call in Gummy, please. Shoot. (laughs) Ah. So do we sit? So the three of us like sit in silence, all staring out the window. I'm just eating my (laughs) pills. But you're looking out the window. Yeah. I shuffle up. I'm very short. I'll describe (laughs) what Gummy looks like. Gummy is like is five foot nothing. Um. And uh, he's bald. 
Um, <laughs> he's, he's sort of got a large head. He likes to buzz his hair, though. He doesn't like having long hair. Um, and he's wearing a, a uniform that has been expertly shrunk to fit him. <laughs> so even though his lab coat is large, his uniform fits very well. Um, so It feels backwards yeah. somehow. He looks like um, Megamind. <laughs> uh, he comes and he says, Ah, Captain, you wanted to see me. Um, yes, Gummy, do you have anything that can wake someone up that is not a slap in the face? Um, well, I... Well, also, would you prescribe a slap in the face if I needed to wake someone? Of course, I, I would... Uh, I value your wisdom on the ship above all. I answer the captain. If, if a slapping was in order, I would absolutely give that slap. Um, but beyond a slap, uh... I've been doing some um, blooded rituals to ease the fatigue of crew members, and I've been prescribing NutriCubes, uh, as well as you know various medications and pharmaceuticals. But I, <clears throat> I worry that those supplies are limited, and even then, people can sort of make poor judgments if they're relying on substances to be alert at the, in the cockpit. Would you say it would be a danger to? do a mental engineering task with limited sleep. I think it would. Uh, <laughs> Elegant <laughs> talent. Yes. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Thank you. But I just want to say that this ship has been through hell and high water and back again. And I have fixed it diligently. We're still in the sky right now, largely because of me. <gasps> Talon, nobody's... Nobody's blaming you. Just the system. <laughs> Keep going, Talon. I, I like where this is headed. I'm just saying that my lack of sleep is the only way that we as the new empire are going to make the progress we need to. You think our enemies are taking eight-hour snoozes? I do not think so, Talon. I don't think so either, so we have, have to come up... Have you met somebody from Marketplace? Lazy Fox. I've never been there. What is Marketplace? Mar the uh, Marketplace is um, the home of the Corporate Alliance, one of the major rivals of the New Empire. Um, and it's just kind of like this endless city... Um, like space station? Yeah, space station situation. Um, and uh, I don't know if the people there are actually lazy. That's just what Basil was saying. <laughs> we could afford to take some rest. Everybody's working double shifts. <clears throat> what we really need is to dock. We need to take a moment. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? Me? Uh. Well, Captain, I, in my expert medical opinion, I, I do have to say, rest would do everyone on the ship well, even yourself. Um, but I understand what's at stake if we show even a momentary lapse of focus. And above all, you know, the, the New Empire's mission to secure Hold Moon 17 is, is of the utmost importance. And as I say again, I always trust your judgment. Thank you, Gummy. Do you think that the medical bay needs more supplies? Uh, we're, we're fine uh, for now. I think back to a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when I was throwing. I was trying to test out all the... 
all the drugs in the bed bay. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I also have a memory of me wrapping myself in gauze to look like a mummy. <laughs> sort of walk down the hallways. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're fine on supplies, uh, Captain. Thank you. <clears throat> I finish my BLT. And I look Captain Summers in the eyes and I say, Captain Summers, we've dilly-dallied long enough. We know that if we choose to lash Olive, the aces might go on strike. And if we don't, you're taking a gamble. It's either a sign that others can take it easy, and we're going to be less productive and less ready to face our enemies, or the aces are going to be responsible, they're going to get more sleep, and they're going to take care of their ships, but that's an awfully big risk. But truly, at this point, Captain Summers, you're the one with the power. Wait, say that last part again. (laughs) Say it loud enough so Basil can hear. Yeah, uh, Basil, hey! Basil, say it again, tell Say that thing you just said. Captain Summers, you have the power to make this decision. Basil and I... Excuse me. I'm so sorry, Basil. Basil and I can go back and forth all day, and I swear to God, I will get my tiny little talent out. Uh, For our listeners, I want to... Describe my character really quick. <laughs> I imagine that Talon had an accident probably like 10 years ago. So this is a branded thing at this point. But Talon on her right hand, her pointer finger is missing. And to replace it, she has a Talon from a falcon. <laughs> I also think that she has really, really, really round glasses with thick black frames. And her hair is just going berserk. Are they, can I ask, are they like Coke bottle glasses so that your eyes yeah. are nice, like your eyes look like they're swimming in them? Yes. <laughs> so, I'm very intense, but very chaotic to look at. <laughs> so, Basil and I could go at it all day, I'll get the talent out, but at the end of the day, it is Captain Summers who has the final say. Their time's a charm. Thank you, Talon. I think... We dismiss, Captain. Miss me? Do not <laughs> Are we dismissed? Oh, dismissed. Yes. I would like to go now. <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of here, Gummy. Enjoy your movie. Alright, I run out. <laughs> Is that scene? I think so, yeah. yeah. So, Talon, what, what box are you checking here? Um, I think that we're... We're in a crisis. Oh, so we're moving closer to crisis. Okay. We are not closer to resolving this problem at all. Well, I think that that once we... We just have to decide, yeah. I think the crisis is going to happen before the... Before the lashing. Oh, jeez. All right. Once the decision happens, like once I say yes or no, at that point, it doesn't matter if the lashings happen. True, true, true. Well, wait, I'm a little confused on Mm. that because I thought that our role was to set up consequences that's the role of the um of the perspectives which is basil and talon Mm -hmm. um so if you think that we're closer to that decision being made then click uh, check crossroads um crisis is if just the whole everything's absolutely going to shit i understand i don't think everything's going to shit i think that we made progress are are figuring out what's going to happen with all of all right so captain summers gets to have a scene so this isn't the scene of you making the decision because that yeah, happens yeah, when that, um, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, Captain Summers is going to stay on the bridge because that's where the work gets done, but Captain Summers is going to call up Olive because she needs to talk to Olive. No. But you're also Olive. Yes. <laughs> Someone else could play Olive. Okay, great. 
<clears throat> if you want to, I can also have a quick conversation with yourself. <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay. Um, okay, so then I'm standing obviously at my... Oh, I also want to describe... Now it's my... It's it's my turn, so I'm going to describe my character. Um, Captain Summers was, as I mentioned previously, an outlaw and loves this new... The power that comes with, like, this bureaucratic... That people are going to, like, listen to you and yeah, follow like orders. Yeah, like, you know, and... that imperial style of how this ship, this dreadnought, is ran. So... Uh, she puts on a very professional and powerful persona, so she has jet black hair, slipped back in a tight ponytail at all times. Personally, I can't even get my ponytails that tight because my head hurts all the time. So that's just a sign of toughness. <laughs> right Deal with that. that. <laughs> um, and the, the uniform matches the ship in the sense that it's like this matte black color, but all of like the linings of everything and the buttons are like this bright gold mm, and there's cool. a huge ex- insignia uh, um, that's bigger than everyone else's obviously on the left the left breast side and that's all my ranks and such and then on the right it's all my pins and awards from battle <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot I would tell you I just don't have time to count them because <laughs> all of it is here um, okay so the door opens and all uh, Captain, uh, you wanted to see me. Uh, Captain Summers says, <laughs> I really like this a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just want to know why, uh, you decided to miss your patrol and put everybody on this dreadnought at risk of a Cold War gone warm, warm or hot, if you will. A tepid war. A tepid war. And then Olive responds, and she's, uh, well, um, I, I just, uh, you know, with our last mission, I had to do, um, we were in the, this flank formation, and I didn't have anyone, you know, off my side, so I, I didn't have any backup in this specific situation, um, and I had to, you know, do this maneuver that uh, I did not prime up my ship enough, get her warmed up, so... Um, there were some engine and navigation issues uh, upon arrival, and as you know, Talon is very busy, and I had to fix it myself, and I slept through my patrol. And Captain Summers, she just says, I hope you know uh, that this behavior will never be tolerated again. And then Olive says, I, I understand. Uh, thank you bringing me up here. So no no lashing. Well, well no, no, no. no decision. It just won't be tolerated again. Okay. And how are we going to show that that will not be tolerated? Wow. So is that another check towards I the crossroad? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think so. Alright. So it's my turn again as Basil. I think Basil is optimistic that this is not going to happen and so is, has recruited Talon into taking stock of everything that must be done um, for the aces to take over maintenance of their own ships. In the hangar bay, which is this um, ridiculously large and bright room um, where all of these um, ships are, are hanging um, from, from suspensions or resting on the, on the ground. There's one and two, one, one man like sort of fighters and some bombers in there. 
I think Basil and Talon are just like walking, um, walking along here, and Basil says, "Okay, so were we to handle this, walk me through what your people do every day here. What would we? What, start by walking me through it. Well, you want to start at the underbelly of the ships. So. Okay." Guts. <laughs> Start with the guts. You want to see if there's internal bleeding. So I imagine that Talon has one of those little rolly things that you lay down on mm-hmm. so you can get underneath. Oh, oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. At like an auto shop where you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And today, because I knew I was meeting with Basil, I brought two. Gotcha. <laughs> so we're down on the ground. Yep. <laughs> and I say, roll on under here. You okay, roll. and I roll on under <laughs> And I open up the belly of one of the ace jets, and I say, look at all of these wires. And in the guts of the ship are just truly the entire spectrum of the rainbow, and even colors that normal humans can't see. <laughs> all it's just like a, it's like a rat's nest. Yeah, they're not organized. Yeah. Has Basil ever been under? No. <laughs> Basil does not do this. <laughs> And maybe uh-huh. there's a little bit of water dripping on yeah. us. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> so so Basil's like... Over your giant eyes swimming in your glasses are like blinking well, away. there's the, the little wipers on the oh. button on the side. Oh. <laughs> As an engineer, you built like little... Gosh, yes. It would be dangerous for me not to. So Basil's like, okay. So. Let's say... My left rear stabilizer is faulty. How would I unfaulty it? You're, you're asking that as if your left stabilizer is actually <laughs> yeah. faulty, but you're just asking, oh, I, that, I know how to fix that, but yeah. hypothetically. Well, you could bypass the circuitry and realign it with a yellow wire. So you would take all red wires and connect them to the yellow wires. Okay. Wouldn't that overcharge things? What happens if we need to make a power surge. Well, you can do that by and connecting red, yellow, and purple. Okay, but I thought the purple stabilized the controls. Radio. <laughs> so we'd be flying without stabilized controls. You want a power surge, you're gonna lose a little bit of control. <laughs> and let's say we wanted these options, correct? Right? Well, we all we, want we, options, yeah. Yeah, we wanted these options. You're telling me that we would have to in the middle of a dogfight. Put on a spacesuit, open up the cabin, spacewalk on around to the bottom, adjust the wires, get back in, and then pull our maneuver? Oh, no. We roll out of underneath <laughs> the belly of the ship. We get up. I say, no, no, no. I was showing you the easiest access point, but there is a way, once inside the jet, that a driver can get to all of these panels. What if we had the parts, proper parts? I have the proper parts right here. Oh, Basil's trying to get political. <laughs> trying to get on this high horse of, we gotta dock the ship, we gotta dock the ship. <laughs> but you're telling me that this sounds like a jerry-rigged solution. Shouldn't we just have what we need? I'm the best damn jerry-rigger in this galaxy. <laughs> Talon, nobody's saying you're not. Talon's real name is jerry-rigger. <laughs> Look, I understand what you're saying. The resources are limited up here, and we have to stay in our position as long as possible. We are the only thing standing in between Moon 17 and that portal. If we go back and we base, 
there is a vulnerable period of time. Yeah. I've been commanding ships for 20 odd years. I know. But if we get caught now, well, I don't want to think about what would happen if we get caught now. But what you're showing me is that really what we don't have is proper parts to fix our ships. You're holding everything together by yourself. I am. Which, That's a lot. <laughs> mind you, impressed. Thoroughly impressed. But, um... You have a lot to do. I'm, we're gonna adjourn this meeting for now. I have someone else I need to talk to. And, like, I think we could do, like, a hard cut to, like, one of the doors. Like, whoosh, Like, and it's, and oh, it's yeah. the... What's the captain's cabin like? Oh, the captain's <laughs> cabin is beautiful, minimalist, mm. and dustless. It's like... The how you, um, you know, oh, in NASA when they build everything, it has oh, to be dustless yeah, yeah. and they have to have like perfectly special, sterile, mm-hmm. yes, and, like vacuum sealed. Uh, that's what it is. And their uh, uh, Captain Summers doesn't keep too many possessions, more trophies, if you will. So there's just a shelf of trophies <laughs> and then a single rectangular mattress in the center of the room, and that's it. Mm. So, I think that there's probably, like, a, like some... You probably have guards posted at your doors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's probably a guard being like, well, will you play a guard for me? Sure. You're getting in my way to, like... I'm just like, <clears throat> okay, step, just step aside. Captain's right? just not like push, expecting yep, you. Uh-huh, yeah, Captain's don't care about that. You. Captain, yep, someone's Captain. coming in. Someone's coming <laughs> I in. I push him down, and then, like, the door's open. Captain, what? we have to talk. I'm so sorry, Captain. I really tried. I was staring at my ball, but I didn't... Oh, Sorry. Watch the. Make sure no second person comes in, please. Aye, aye, Captain. Door shut again. Basil. 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 Thank you, Captain. Uh, so we don't have proper parts to fix our ships or the hand of sorrow itself. <laughs> what are we low on funds? Well, it's funny you say that, because yes, our funds are low, and they are down on the ground, where we are not, and where... And where we should be. Look, this started as about one girl who took a hit for us, falling asleep, and regulation, and seemingly a number of people say, we ought to punish her for trying her best. Put that aside. But what this has shown is that we're not prepared, Captain. If someone shows up out that window you keep staring at, even if we are here, what are we actually going to be able to do? Well, we are going to be able to stop them. We have the best defenses on this ship, on this new Imperial Dreadnought that the galaxy has not even yet See the wrath or the power of. It's been on... No, she hasn't seen proper battle, so no, nobody really knows what she's capable of. But the Hand of Sorrow is 70 years old. Captain. Few things go wrong. I don't think we've got to win. Basil, do you know why... Basil... <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Do you know why I keep Talon around despite 
the fact that she may buckle down under pressure sometimes and that maybe one hand is more dominant than the other. Yeah, that, okay. that hand is weird. I'm going to agree with you there, Bobby. <laughs> I can't look directly at it. <laughs> click, click. No. <laughs> Makes a weird sound. <laughs> but I keep that engineer around because she has done things to this ship. That don't even that technol those technologies don't even exist yet. That doesn't make any sense, Captain. Well, she you, just invented some uh, things. What you're saying? No, it's true. She, you know, and <laughs> yeah, invent. Thank you. <laughs> you're she welcome. Invented technologies, defensive technologies. Now I am a military strategist. How many? Go on. You are going to ask me a question. And you fought all your battles from the bridge. Yes. If you have ever been in the thick of it for real, maybe you wouldn't have been interim captain. <gasps> all right. Listen here, Basil, okay? Thank you, Captain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be direct with you. Olive, Olivia... Olive. Yes. Ace Olive. Ace Olive will not receive any lashings at my hand. And you have my word on that. Okay? Now I need you to trust what we are doing here. And I need you to pull your weight and do your best on this 70-year-old hunk of junk. Because when they do come, I know that this ship can handle itself. And I need my aces handling themselves. Can you promise me that? Let's see what I can do, Captain. G get out. <laughs> God. Sure. Sorry, sorry. You gotta go, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. so can we talk about how this works in the game? Yeah, how does this now that we... Yeah, so I would definitely say that that's progress, so... Well, so then there still has to be decision. Yeah. Okay. That's good wording, not by my hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... When you um, resolve a crossroad, the first thing that happens is we decide if that's the end of the game. Probably not. <laughs> the next thing we set the stage is um, we decide where the decision is being made. Like, and we do a scene based around that. Power, you make your decision. Um, you give any orders. And then after that, perspectives um, say how our predictions turned out, um, depending on whether or not you pick yes or no. Popular reactions, and then the touchstone says what's going on with the people and then we do we play out the scene and then we check time passes and then we do the next crossroad so i think Haley, i think you should set the scene on where this where where does captain summers want to make this decision all right so the captain summers sends out the guard there's oh. no pa system this time <laughs> the guard's gonna run around and tell everyone to come to the bridge. <gasps> wow. To the bridge. Wait, so is this like a full entire crew, all like 300 turnout? Um, no, just the important ones. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, guards, <laughs> get the important ones. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Can you send these ones back? <clears throat> all right. Uh, of course, I'm asking chief engineer, science officer, medical officer. Um, I'm all asking captain of the aces. Oh, you want all the aces? Yeah, I need all. Okay, all the aces, quartermaster, gunners, the navigator, everyone's there. 
Is everyone supposed to be in their Sunday best, their prim and proper uniforms? Yeah. Yep, everyone's in their uniforms. Oh, I've switched my black Coke bottle glasses out for gold ones. <laughs> you look very I nice, know. talent. When we're when we're in our shared cabins, I know it's an important event because Mom's putting on her gold, her gold glasses, <laughs> and I help wax little Gummy's head. <laughs> so I have a shiny dome. <laughs> all right, and I have my uniform on. So I, uh, uh, Basil has all of his aces come out with him in um, flight gear, um, which is marked on the left side with every enemy they've shot down, and on the right side with every hit they've taken but survived. And that's not dress uniform. Um, oh, Captain Summer knows. No, yeah, no, oh, no. So no Basil. Protest. Yeah, Basil is is trying to make sure everybody remembers what his people do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, as everyone knows, uh, there was an incident where a crew member decided that their personal well-being was more important. Then everyone, all 300 plus or minus, guard how many were there? 300, uh, 300 people on the ship, Captain. 300, exactly 300. <laughs> Great, I love those numbers. People on this ship, for, lives for granted. And I don't work for an individualist society. But I also understand the importance of our aces and their role as defense and offense to our cause. So I will not be giving all of any lashes. Basil will. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Basil, I see you um, brought everybody out in their Sunday best. Because as you say, this is your crew and they answer to you. So you need to make sure that you you are responsible. You wouldn't disobey an order from the captain. Basil, sorry. <laughs> is this is this gummy looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> My God. So Basil Basil steps forward. <laughs> and like offers his hand for the whip. The guard, I think. The guard has it, yeah. Place it in your hand. Hope you know what you're doing, Captain. You know what you're doing, Basil from the wrist. Good on you. Um, and then like all of like all of has to step forward. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Freaking off. We can probably veil. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like we could probably like veil at like Basil like pulling the arm back and like how many how many lashes, Captain? Basil shouts, one, and then like make a cut. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Kingdom was developed by Ben Robbins. Soundscapes by TabletopAudio.com. 
Captain Summers was played by our friend and improviser Haley Ray Rose. Talon was played by our friend and improviser Avery Phillips. Gummy was played by Will Banks. Basil was played by Dane Fogdahl. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review wherever you found us. It helps more than you know. If you'd like to follow us for behind-the-scenes photos and updates, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod. Thanks for listening to Diceology.